0: Welcome back to Michigan Talent Talk, a podcast by GST Michigan Works. Join us as our guests discuss valuable strategies to develop employable skills. Whether you're just getting started, taking the next step, or making the switch to a new career, learn from experts how to get the most from your job search. Now, here's your host, Diona Pratt. Welcome, 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 and thank you for tuning in to the Michigan Talent Talk podcast. I'm your host, Deona Pratt. We are talking about financial wellness today. Our expert has a background in education. She's a motivational speaker, a realtor, the CEO of DKIM Property Preservation and Maintenance, and the author of Get Big Money from Banks and Private Lenders. It's easier than you think. Please help me welcome Kimberly Coulter to the show. Good morning, Kimberly. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for inviting me. No problem. Glad to have you here. You have an expansive background covering education, real estate, and finance. I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Can you share your story with us? Who is Kimberly Coulter and how did you get to where you are in your career today?
1: Well, you know, I am a proud graduate of the Flint Community Schools. I graduated from the best high school in Flint, Flint Central. And then immediately after that, I went to college. I went to the University of Michigan, Flint. I received my bachelor's degree in sociology, uh, a K through eight teacher certificate and a master's in public administration with a concentration in education administration. Um, and so I. Um, I began my professional journey as a teacher for the Flint Community Schools, and it was uh, very rewarding working with students, uh, staff, parents in our community, and just being able to empower children to be successful um, has really been the highlight of my a nine to five type of career pathway. Um, After I became a teacher, I wound up being a principal and that was so rewarding. It was was such a blessing to be able to teach students and work with schools on a larger scale. You know, and so over the years, I've worked with literally thousands of students and um, it's something I'm really proud of. What I will say, how did I get to entrepreneurship then when I have all this background in education? Well, I I always advocate for teachers and educators, regardless of what type of a setting that I'm in. All teachers, all educators, they are overworked and underpaid. And so I'm an advocate for them. And uh, I just wanted to transition to something different that would allow me to spend more time with my three teenagers and to have you know, more freedom over my life and to just pursue lucrative opportunities in entrepreneurship. I love that. So why real
0: estate? Does someone in your family have a real estate business? What inspired you to take the steps that landed you
1: where you are? Adults, you know, we have a huge responsibility and, uh, you know, we're always imparting different things into children, whether we know it or not. You know, so it's something that we need to do with with great caution and care. And my inspiration for real estate began as a child. My grandmother, my beautiful grandmother, she's from uh, Bastrop, Texas, and she was born in 1922. Her and her sisters and their husbands, they came to Detroit, Michigan um, through the Great Migration in search of better opportunities. And I'm just proud to say that she as an African-American woman, she owned her own home, and that was something that she took a lot of pride in. Um, she also later uh, became a landlord and a real estate investor herself, you know, and, and that's just a phenomenal uh, inspiration and story to me. And so those type of seeds were planted very early in my life. And then uh, when I got to the cross world or a fork in the road where Um, you know, I just wanted to do something different, use my education background to do something in entrepreneurship. Um, My best friend, he suggested, what about real estate? Have you ever thought about that? And I never did. But then uh, it just kind of went back to my roots with my grandmother, you know, and other members of our family. And I said, I'll give it a try. Why not? You only live once. And uh, it's just been a, a really wonderful and exciting journey ever since.
0: As a business owner of multiple businesses, at what point did you say, I am comfortable enough and confident in myself to branch off and start my own business with the security that this business venture will support me financially?
1: You know, it's so strange because... Um, in life, you see little cues and little clues and little indicators. And so along my path, um, one of my final years of being a principal, I was I was starting to feel a little bit burned out, you know, and I still did a satisfactory job. I gave it my all every day. I loved what I was doing, but um, I could just feel the, the effects of uh, just being overworked. And so, I began to save, save, save. I began to explore different opportunities. And it's funny, uh, just just right before the pandemic hit <laughs> January 2020. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I just said, OK, it's my time. And uh, I transitioned and uh it it, it was really a a huge blessing in disguise. I didn't know it at the moment because I didn't even know the pandemic was here. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just January, 2020. That's when I made my decision and then the pandemic struck. (laughs) And so uh, it's been a many days that I I count my blessings with that.
0: So how was that? So you, you went into real estate right before the pandemic, right before we were all, uh, I guess considered the sick and shutting and we were all <laughs> in our home, stay home, stay safe. So how did you survive in that environment with, with in real estate when were people still buying homes during during
1: that time? And it's it's so crazy because it was new to me. So I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what a normal market was. I'm just brand new. And so what I quickly realized that it was not a normal market, number one. And number two, no, people weren't really buying homes because, like you say, we were the sick and shut in and didn't have really have an opportunity to show homes often. So this, it was... <laughs> It was really a uh, interesting and a dynamic situation to say the least and actually during that year, to be honest, I had second thoughts like, Oh wow, what have I done? you know <laughs> yeah. and so you know sales were very slow in the midst of a pandemic and so um, but one thing I will say to all of the listeners is that you have to persevere, you have to persevere if you quit. That's when you lose. You're winning when you keep going, because here's what happened to me at the end of that year. As a rookie agent, I winded up selling the uh, most expensive home in Flint Township as a rookie agent that year. Who would have ever thought if I would have quit or turned back or, you know, uh, just, you know, uh, succumb to my negative thoughts, I would never have received that recognition.
0: Ooh, I love you. That was a really ooh, 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 that was really good. Golden, I call those golden nuggets. Golden yes. nuggets. You are winning when you keep going. I'm I wrote that down actually. I'm gonna use that. I'm sure I'm gonna use that at some point. That <laughs> I love that. You are winning when you keep going. When you stop, when you give up, that's when you lose. Ooh, that's I love that. Now we can tell that you've been mentoring uh kids for a long
1: time. I'm so passionate about it and you know it's it's so funny because um, you would think like I do miss education but it's 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 so interesting with real estate I've been able to you know intersect or bring in uh, education into real estate because soon I'm going to be teaching a real estate class to um, kindergarten I'm sorry through uh, fourth through eighth grade students so that they don't have to make the same mistakes that previous generations including myself and my generation made and also i have the opportunity to still work with my former students because as an elementary teacher um in the early 2000s some of my students are 30 and older now and so i have the privilege of you know selling them homes and teaching them about home ownership they refer their parents to me and their family members. And so um, it's, it's just I can't escape education and I don't want to. So uh, I'm just really, really, um, I feel really blessed to be at this part of my life.
0: That's interesting. Real estate class for fourth through eighth graders. What does that look like? And how is it? Is it at the library? Do you go into the schools? What does that look like?
1: Yes, I'm going into elementary schools and I'm teaching them about the career pathways in uh, real estate, Um, you know, from a real estate agent to a mortgage broker, um, even the trades, which are so underrated. You know, we've promoted. You know, collegiate education, go to college, get a bachelor's degree. And and we're missing out on all of these lucrative opportunities in trades and um, fields that require certifications just to expose our students to the plethora of opportunities that are available to them. Some of these opportunities are at low cost. You know, uh, many people are coming out of college with, you know, an enormous amount of debt. And then consequently, that puts them in, a, uh, in bad shape in order to purchase a home. So just just trying to stop this, this cycle, you know, and present other alternatives to our children. I love that.
0: So there may be someone listening right now that wants to get off the nine to five, as some may say, the hamster wheel and fulfill their dream, whatever that career looks like. But they are afraid to take that first step. What advice would you give them?
1: Well, I would definitely say to start saving up at least six months of reserves um, so that you have that financial cushion and that peace of mind when you take that leap. And then it's going to be difficult. So um, sometimes we read in stories and we listen to other entrepreneurs and it seems easy, but um, or we look on social media and it looks fabulous. But we're just seeing snapshots. So just to be persistent, to understand that it's going to take a lot of hard work. And then every day when you come home from your nine to five job, take about 15 minutes and write down your plan, write down your goal and dream about it. Just just imagine yourself in that entrepreneur pathway that you want to be on.
0: Great advice there. So in chapter 4 of your book, you talk about the bare minimum needed to get a loan. You say money is not just available for the rich. You only need to take or you only need to make $30,000 a year to be eligible. A bonus is that you can be a W2 employee or you can apply as a business entity. You will need to provide 2 years of tax returns and 2 months of bank statements as evidence of your earnings. Is that advice for purchasing your own home or is that for any loan?
1: So great question. That is the funding opportunity uh, that our company provides. And it's a personal loan that can be used for any purchase. Um, Sometimes people buy real estate with it. Other times they uh, start or expand a business uh, travel. Uh, I like to promote that loan because it gives people a lot of flexibility. You don't have to write a business plan. You're not locked in. To one or two options, it's very flexible. And so it's a, a, a good product for a lot of different clients. And what I do initially is just pre qualify the candidate. So I'm asking questions, for example, their credit score needs to be a 650 or higher. Um, again, you need a, at least $30,000 worth of income, a two year work history, um, and a gr- good credit history where you don't have a lot of. Any late payments actually for two years. So the requirements, um, I would say that they're moderate, you know. But uh, as anything else, it's a trade off. It, it it gives that person a lot of uh, leeway in terms of how they can spend the money. So um, it's a very successful program, and I found it because I had a lot of clients who, after they purchased the home, they needed money to make repairs. Uh, namely my investor clients. And so uh, it just allowed them to be able to do that. And then other people inevitably would come to me with um, other needs that they had. And I was able to provide that resource to them.
0: It's really good to know that, you know, I like working with people who are an expert in their field and who can give you advice and, and guide you and direct you into the right path give you the information and then you make the final choice, Mm -hmm. but they have the knowledge to help guide you. I love that's, that's no better. There's no better blessing to be able to work
1: with someone like you who has that knowledge. Another thing I thought of is uh, the life insurance phase of my company where you have to protect Your property and protect your assets. And so I'm just as passionate (laughs) about that as the real estate and education, because what I find is that, uh, you know, once a client or a family gets a property out of all of that work and time, effort, you know, obstacles that they had to overcome to get it. uh, When the family member who owns the property dies, oftentimes that property And that huge gain that would, you know, destroy generational poverty and set that family on a pathway of lucrative success is destroyed. And so it's incumbent upon us to protect that asset with life insurance. uh, It's just a necessity. And so I'm spreading the word on that as well.
0: You know, I agree with that. I think that you see way too many GoFundMe. I think there was a yes. celebrity that had a GoFundMe account recently. I think mm-hmm. there was a celebrity that passed away and the wife, oh, she had a GoFundMe. I can't remember. I wonder yes. to it was I can't remember. I can't remember. Or was it? No, it was a, a comedian, I believe. I can't think of his name. You're but right. It, his, his wife had a GoFundMe account. And mm-hmm. I think at that level of success, yes, you don't have a financial plan you don't have life insurance or anything in place, mm-hmm. and you have to do gofundme. So, great advice again. Let's talk about bankruptcy and evictions. At GST Michigan Works, our coaches work with a lot of people that are rebuilding. Many mm-hmm. of them are on the section um, or, or on the Section Eight waiting list. Some of them struggle with securing a home because of an eviction. Mm-hmm. And having an eviction or or two, sometimes there's more than one eviction on there that really hinders you from renting from anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, then there's bankruptcy. So I want to talk about how evictions and bankruptcies affect the credit
1: when trying to get a loan. And that's I'm glad you brought that up because um, hindsight is always twenty twenty. And so what we want to do is be able to share this knowledge so you know to to thwart people's path From going down roads that will lead them to bankruptcy and eviction because it does negatively impact your ability to buy and to rent. So with evictions, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a hindrance. So from that point forward, that uh, person would want to make sure that their rental history is pristine, that they're paying on time, that they're in communication with their landlord so that they build up. a a really good, strong rental history. And then when you go to a traditional lender like a bank or credit union, sometimes they'll be able to look at that history uh, and use that as a positive uh, factor in terms of getting you pre-qualified. And similar with bankruptcy, want to be very cautious before you make that decision, because it is going to impact your ability to buy a home in the future. Oftentimes you have to wait at least two years. And so for our our clients and our listeners who are currently in bankruptcy, what you want to do moving forward is to make sure that you're paying all of your bills on time, have a 100% perfect record, um, and also to begin saving up. You know, you have to be able to take lemons and turn them into sweet, delicious lemonade. So continue to save up, have as big of a down payment as you possibly can. Even if you want to pursue uh, down payment assistance programs, you still will have to have closing costs and reserves in the bank so that the bank can see you as a good candidate. So uh, it's different ways to bounce back from those setbacks.
0: You said everyone can live out their dreams when it comes to purchasing real estate, starting businesses, growing businesses and pursuing education. You are in a position to help people achieve their goals. How do you go about doing that? Uh, Educating. What does that first meeting look like and how can they reach out to
1: you for their first consultation? Well, one thing about it, I I think I would be uh, mega rich if. I was paid a dollar for every time a client came to me after they purchased the home, and they said, "Guess what, Kim? I was told so many times that I would never be able to buy a home." And when they say that, it, it, it every time it, it just it, it just punches me in the gut. It just bring kind of brings tears to my eyes. Like, are you serious? And, and from all walks of life, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most successful people to people who are just branching off in life to say, I, I you know, I didn't think that home ownership was a was a possibility for me. And, and that just makes me <laughs> that just gives me even more inspiration to keep going and keep empowering people to know that, yes, you can turn your dreams into reality. Um, and, and so my first session with clients is it goes along in that similar path where we talk about, first of all, we talk about um, our backgrounds and I try to see if that client is a good fit for me and vice versa, you know, and also just for the client to be able to feel that they have a safe space to articulate their dreams, to write down their dreams because in the nine to five world, in the hustle and bustle of life, sometimes you don't have a minute to breathe and to, Uh, I guess, realize the importance of sitting down and taking a few seconds to dream. And and I think that's so powerful for people in order to be successful.
0: Ooh, sit down, take a few seconds to dream. We talk about, well, there's Oprah Winfrey and there's many different other uh, celebrities out there that talk about what happened before They reach celebrity status. What happened before they became Mm -hmm. wealthy? And they all say the same thing. They talk about writing their goals down. They talk about putting a plan together, implementing that plan, but taking a moment to dream, taking a moment to actually see themselves in that, as you say, pathway. And I'm listening to you and I'm like, wow, there's so many successful people that say the exact same thing. Hmm. That I mean that 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 advice is invaluable, and I, I believe in it. And I actually I have my son; he's eight. I have him write down his goals, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of uh, meditation and a um, uh, mindfulness. And so I believe it, it actually true. works, but you have to do the work. You got to put your yes. goals, in, implement the plan, and you have to do the work in order to. I mean, you can sit there and dream about it, but if there's no, right. work, I mean, you're not <laughs> going to be able to get there to achieve your goals. I anyway, agree. What do you want people to know about DKIM property preservation and maintenance?
1: I want them to know that uh, our specialty is securing properties and getting them in a condition so that they have great equity and that they're an asset to the community. Uh, sometimes we uh, see neighborhoods that are, you uh, in ruins to a certain extent. And so we take great pride in helping our community to uh, bounce back and, you know, be beautiful. All the residents in our state, they deserve, especially our, our children, as they're going to and from school or uh, adults are going to and from work, they deserve communities that they can be proud of. And so that's one of the things that we pride ourselves in doing is helping to remodel and to uh, restore uh, buildings that are in need. What do you want to leave the listeners with? I want all of the listeners to know that if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Um, And I'm a prime example. If I can do it, anyone can, you know, and it's, it's just, um, It's nothing super special about all of the individuals who achieved success. They're just they're human beings just like us. And, um, you know, we have some great models in society that we can follow. There's some blueprints out there. Um, I do a lot of reading. I, I don't believe in recreating the wheel. Now, it would be different if I was going to live to the age of Methuselah, you know, 900 some years or something like that. But I have to be able to collapse time. And that's uh, something that I show my clients how to do, too. Especially, you know, when you're middle aged like me, you have to make up (laughs) for lost time. And so I just want to inspire everyone that if you set a goal, it is definitely achievable.
0: That's Kimberly Coulter, everyone. Thank you so much for sharing all of that knowledge with us today. Thank you so much for joining the show. You can purchase the book and schedule your first consultation at Keys from Kim That's K-E-Y-S from Kimstore.com. And find her on social media at Kimberly Coulter. That's on Facebook. She is on Instagram at D Property. That's D-E-K-I-M property. And don't forget to look up hashtag keys from Kim on any social media. You can also reach her at 810-447-4102, 810-447-4102. That's our show, everyone. As always, thank you so much for listening.